You know, I love little Snoopy. It's a great cartoon where Snoopy's lying on the top of his famous doghouse, and he's complaining and whining about all the demands that people have on him. And he finally, he says in the last frame, I hate being the head beagle. Well, you know... Being the head beagle would be a lot easier for all of us if we'd learn to spread out the work and learn to delegate better. You know, and a lot of us just get hung up that we find it hard to pass on work to other people. And I'm going to tell you why. Why leaders don't like to delegate. This is Hans Finzel. Welcome to the Leadership Answer Man. This is a show for leaders about taking leadership to the next level. If you desire to learn to be a better leader, this podcast is for you. I promise to give you practical leadership tips you can use right away. My passion is to help you lead more effectively. Welcome to podcast episode number 39, How to Be an Awesome Delegator. You know, before I get started on this uh, podcast this time, I just have to read one note I got. Thank you so much for those of you who make comments on my blog. And I just want to remind you that the notes for my podcast are at hansfenzel.com. And I'm almost up to 40 podcasts. I can't believe it. I just passed the one-year mark of podcasting. Uh, it's pretty cool. I'm excited. Thank you for, for listening. I appreciate hearing from a lot of you. Uh, sometimes great stuff, sometimes sad stuff. And this this was kind of a bittersweet email I got. I'm not going to tell you who it's from. But he said, I respect and appreciate the reinforcement that your broadcasts provide. After implementing several of these guiding principles that are scripturally based and supported, my management demoted me. Steeped in tradition, unmarred by progress. Keep up the good work. He said, uh, no sarcasm intended. We should never apologize for good conduct. Neither is there any excuse for bad behavior. You know, I just thank you for sending me that note. And um, it encouraged me that I'm on the right track with what I'm sharing as I'm teaching on this podcast. But I know I hear from more people that work for bad bosses than work for good bosses and that work in tough situations that work in truly empowering situations. So, you know, thank you for uh, sending me the notes. And whether you have frustrations or victories, would you please write me at HansFinzel.com, contact me and let me know that I'm helping you, how I can help you more. You know, only thing I want to do in this podcast is to serve you. And that brings us to our topic of delegation today, because I find that overmanaging is one of the great cardinal sins of poor leadership. I find that nothing frustrates those who work for you more than sloppy delegation with too many strings attached. I find that nothing frustrates you more with a boss that doesn't delegate cleanly to you and that has too many strings attached. And I've also learned that delegation should match a person's follow-through ability and their skill set. We don't treat everybody equal. So I'm just going to take into account that you have some responsibility. You have some people that work for you. You have some uh, supervisory responsibilities. So here's the question. If I were to ask those people, how good of a supervisor is Sam or how good of a supervisor is Susie? How well does she delegate from a, uh, in a continuum from one to 10? How good of a delegator is she? And I wonder what people would say, 10 being outstanding, one being lousy. Again, I want to focus on this topic in this podcast because it seems to create so much 
pain. And, and let me just give you some illustrations. Uh, this this one happened to me and early on in my uh, new responsibility when I was uh, a leader over a, a large organization and. I was really excited about advertising, and I brought in our communications director. Uh, his name was, um, we'll call him Ted. And I said, Ted, you know, we're going to do some advertising because I'm excited about what we're doing. And, you know, we're one of the best kept secrets on planet Earth. And I want you to go back and with your team and come up with some ideas for an actual ad that we're going to run in some national magazines that are in our industry. Well, he went back and he just took a lot of excitement. He said, uh, oh, man, I'd love to do that. And and he was excited, you know, because I was a new boss and I was bringing in fresh vision. And the previous person wasn't that much of a visionary. He had other strengths. But for me, I'm all about communication and vision. So here's his first chance to impress his new boss. Well, about the same time that was happening, you know, if you have any responsibilities at all, you know how many vendors come and want to have an appointment with you and sell you stuff and sell you programs and you name it. Sally, Sally, Sally. And uh, this brand consultant met with me and I have to say, I got pretty excited and I asked him, I said, Hey, you know, we're thinking about running an ad and, uh, would you have any specialty in, in national advertising campaigns and, and magazine ads? And he said, sure, that's our specialty. And so I asked him to just give me some ideas kind of as a freebie to just sort of see if uh, maybe we wanted to work with him. And you can you can kind of guess what came next. So Ted, you know, a few weeks later, calls me into his office to show me the ad campaign that he and his team had put in. And obviously they'd put a lot of work into them, but, you know, He'd even gone down to the local library and done some research and, and uh, come up with some, you know, samples that he had scanned and printed and shown me some. You know, he really put a lot of work into it. However, when you compare the in-house work to what this brand consultant came up with, boy, you know, there was just no comparison. The brand people were a lot better. So I told Ted with fear and trembling, you know, it's pretty good stuff, but I've decided to go with this consultant's concept for the ad. Can you just imagine how Ted felt? I could just see his spirit get crushed. Now, I'm the boss. I have every right to do whatever I want. But how many mistakes did I make in that little event? You know, I didn't even bother telling him that he was competing with an outside consultant. He had no clue that I had met with this. So, you know, I'm breaking all kinds of rules here because, you know, Ted was responsible for the communication of the organization. I didn't bother telling him about the consultant. I didn't bring him into the decision. I just made the decision and informed him that we were going another way. And in, in one act, I had dismissed all of his energy and taken the wind out of his sails. And so, uh, you know, I, I, I did it. I confess it was a great example of what I call dirty delegation. So why do leaders fail to delegate? You know, I love little Snoopy. There's a great cartoon where Snoopy's lying on the top of his famous doghouse and he's complaining and whining about all the demands that people have on him. And he finally, he says in the last frame, I hate being the head beagle. Well, you know, being the head beagle 
would be a lot easier for all of us if we'd learn to spread out the work and learn to delegate better. You know, and a lot of us just get hung up that we find it hard to pass on work to other people. And I'm going to tell you why why leaders don't like to delegate. So you want to be an awesome delegator? You need to get over these hang-ups. Uh, there are many reasons why we don't like to delegate. I wonder how many of these you might be wrestling with. There's no leadership problem greater than the challenge of learning the fine art of clean delegation. And there's no leadership hang-up that defeats more spirits. So if you can determine to yourself, no matter how many mistakes I've made, no matter how old I am, I can do a better job delegating. And I've learned a lot of great things about how to do it right. And I've learned them by these mistakes like I did with uh, Ted and doing it wrong. How would it be done right? Well, here's the reasons we don't like to delegate. A number one, fear of losing authority. It takes a great deal of faith to have the courage to turn work over to other people. If we're into the old command and control model, then it's hard for us to share authority. Dictators never delegate. They just look for weak-willed people that can implement their every desire. But I hope you don't want to be a dictator. I hope you're not a dictator. And if you are, I hope you'll get over it real fast. So fear of losing authority is number one. Number two, now this is pretty obvious, fear of the work being done poorly. Of course, when we delegate and give a job to somebody else, it might be done poorly. And if you're a gifted person... You know, my wife says, Hans, one of your problems is you, you, you're you too gifted in too many areas. Now, you know, I think she's kind of like totally deluded. But, <laughs> hey, sweetheart, I appreciate the faith you have in me. But she says one of your problems is you're so gifted that sometimes you can run over people. And you can do so many things better than other people. So one thing you have to get over, and the more gifted you are and the more you're able to do, the harder it is for you to delegate. And guess what? You're going to have the biggest problem delegating in the arena where you are the most gifted and knowledgeable. For example, for some of you, it might be finances. For some of you, it's technology. For some of you, it's... Um, speaking, communication, uh, you name it. But that'll be the area you'll have the greatest struggle. Fear of work being done poorly. Oftentimes, it's just simply a hang of not taking the time to realize, you know what, it doesn't have to be done my way. It doesn't have to be done perfectly. And I need to, the only way I'm going to develop people is by letting go of that fear and really seeing how they, they do. And of course, you know, ultimately our, our goal is to hire people that are stars around us who are, I'm going to get to that in a moment, but that are really, uh, we're surrounded by people that individually do stuff better than we can do. That's a great team. All right, number three, <laughs> fear of the work being done better. <laughs> On the flip side, some leaders are paranoid about having subordinates show them up and actually do a better job than they would have done themselves. And that's such a sad display of leadership pride. You know, our goal is to develop the people around us. One of, to me, the end goals of, of, a, of a leadership assignment is to, to work yourself out of a job and to develop young men and women under you that will eventually take your place. And I talk about that a lot. And I know you, some of you are young and you think, 
think, well, I'm not going to be done for a long time. Well, you may be done sooner than you think because you may be going on to another assignment and another workplace. So eventually we want to, to develop people around us and work ourselves out of a job and not to be afraid. You know, if you honestly believe that the best ideas flow up from the bottom, and I do, I think the people that are closest to the action, to the customer or to the congregation or the end user of whatever we're doing, the people that are closest to the field action, I think come up with the best ideas. There's so many great examples of that. And and I love the company Southwest Airlines because they're known for empowering their gate agents and empowering the ticket agents at the airport. But so many of us don't listen to those frontline people. If you really believe the best ideas bubble up from the bottom, then you have got to get over a fear of people doing a better job than you would do. That's a sad hang up. Number four, number four, unwillingness to take the necessary time. You know, delegation does take time. And we task-oriented people, we type A's, we love to just get the job done. And, And oftentimes, my impatience precludes me waiting on the others doing the job because I'm sitting here thinking to myself, okay, number one, I can do a job better and you know, I can do it quickly. I can do it faster by myself. I'm just going to get it. I'm going to work a few more hours. I'm going to rob my wife and kids of a few more uh, of the hours I should be giving to them because if I just stay after a little bit longer or go a little bit earlier, I can do it faster and better myself. If I take the time to delegate, first I have to meet with the person. I have to explain what they want. Then I have to wait for them to process it, to think about the job, think about the project. And they're going to have to get back to me with some ideas. And I have to hope that when they finally get the job back to me, it'll be up to my standards. (laughs) Do you get the idea? It does take work to develop people. If you're in ministry, this is what I call discipleship. If you're just in secular work or you work in an office, you work in a nonprofit, education, wherever you work, it takes time to develop people. But leadership is about developing people. And one reason we don't like to delegate is because it takes time. Okay, number five, fear of depending on others. Do any of you have that hang up? You're so rabidly independent and such an island that you just don't want to depend on other people. It's a control freak. It's the issue that I talk about often. You know, blessed are the control freaks, for they shall inhibit the earth. And a control freak fears depending on others. It's sometimes people find it very hard to relinquish any responsibilities because uh, they just don't want to depend on other people. This is a psychological problem. It's a problem in, in some of our own psyche. We feel that I can't wait for this task to be completed by others. You know, that doesn't make for good leadership at all. And maybe if that's the kind of person you've been in the past and all of a sudden you got thrown into leadership, a shift has to take place. And I see this happen when people get into leadership for the first time. You know, before they were in leadership, everything was great and they worked for themselves and by themselves and they were independent and they were on island and they were responsible for their work and they did really, really amazingly good work. Well, the work was so good that they got promoted to being a supervisor. And all of a sudden, now they're overseeing other people. And guess what? One of the most important parts of great supervision is learning how to delegate well. And so here, if you've struggled with this independence thing and this being an island and just wanting to be totally control of the work that touches your hand and the product of your hands, you got to let that go. You've got to get over the fear of depending on other people because that's 
leadership. Okay, number six, lack of leadership training and positive delegation experience. And I say this all the time. One reason we don't lead well is we weren't led well. And one reason there are more bad bosses than good bosses is because we lead the way we were led. And so sometimes the lack of training and positive delegation experience in, as if we were in the receiving end makes it hard for us to do it well. We've never been trained in the fine art of delegating, and that's I'm so glad you're listening to this podcast. No one's shown you how. No one's believed in you enough to delegate to you. And you just haven't learned to get over this rabbit independence and work as a team. And if that's your experience, then you know I would recommend to you start with some small experiments at delegating delegating tasks to others that you would normally handle yourself. You know, don't start by betting the whole farm on some big thing. Just start by giving some small pieces to other people and get over that fear of delegating and and learn uh, how to delegate properly according to these principles that I'm sharing with you. And uh, I love what Teddy Roosevelt president long time ago in America. He said the best executive is the one who has sense enough to pick good men and women to do what he wants done and self-restraint enough to keep from meddling with them while they do it. Finally, number seven, the reasons why we don't delegate well is fear of losing value in the organization. Yes, even as leaders, we can fear losing value. We all want to feel needed. And one of the problems of good delegation is that there just might not be enough for you to do if you delegate to everybody. This is why I love what Ronald Reagan, one of the great leaders in American history, and he had this sign on his desk that said, it's amazing what can be accomplished by any person if he doesn't care who gets the credit. And Reagan was accused of being lazy because he didn't go into work early. He didn't stay late. He went and hung out in the evening with Nancy in the personal quarters of the White House. You see, he didn't worry about not having enough to do. He was not only the master communicator. He's known as being the master communicator. And I just heard a clip uh, from him yesterday on the news related to um, uh, James Brady was just honored, who recently died, uh, the James Brady press conference uh, room there at the White House. And and they did a clip from the day that Reagan uh, dedicated that room to James Brady, who took a bullet for Reagan the day that someone tried to assassinate Reagan. And just listening to his voice again communicate, I thought, man, was he a good communicator. He could just, he's a kind of person you just like to listen to. Whether you agreed with him or not, you love to listen to him. I happen to agree with a lot of what he said. Secondly, he was the great delegator and he didn't care because he was comfortable in his own skin and he didn't care about not having that much to do because he had delegated so much to the team around him and he built great team members and he trusted those team members. Some people feel like they're going to lose value if they give up control and if they give up doing all that stuff, especially, again, if you're promoted into leadership and you used to be praised for the actual product, the actual result, the thing you did. And now as a leader, you're no longer praised for the actual product or the thing you do. You're now working through people, through others, and so you have to get your value from that work, that work of working through others. And you know, uh, some people say, if I didn't do it, 
I'm not needed. No, you need to shift to we did it together. As I told our troops so many times in the years that I was leader over our big ministry, and sometimes I felt like, gosh, I'm not in the I'm not in the uh, trenches anymore. I'm not smelling the gunpowder. I'm not feeling the bullets whizzing past my ear. And I miss those days when I was on the front line and I was in the trenches and I was doing the work. But then I had to remember, and this is what I always tell the troops, I do what I do so you can do what you do. And and I appreciate how many people told me, Hans, thank you for being willing to be at the home office, to be at the headquarters, to do that leadership work so that we have a great organization that's healthy and thriving. And you guys have delegated to us responsibilities and we feel good that we can do what we do because you're doing what you do. The value of the leader is to coach and to lead, not to micromanage. Well, you know, I've got so much great stuff on delegation that I think I'm going to close up this podcast right now. Please send me your feedback, your comments, your suggestions, your leadership problems. I'm working on a new podcast answering your thorny leadership questions. And I'm going to actually do a part two to this delegation podcast because the topic is so very important. So I'll see you next time on the next podcast. This has been Hans Finzel. Thank you for listening to the Leadership Answer Man. Remember that leaders make great things happen. We can always take our leadership to the next level. I hope you keep listening and learning and that you go out there this week and make a difference with your leadership.